Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gears, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And today's episode is brought to you by the great folks over at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you talk to the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. The terms and conditions do apply. Now, folks, this was my first ever media days. And, and you know, I would love to get into uh, what a ball it was and how it was great meeting all the, the, the people who are ACC media members from other parts of the country that, you know, we don't get to interact with all the time there. But that's not why you're here. OK, we're going to break this thing down into a two parter as far as what we learn in terms of conference and national landscape as the, the first episode. And the second will be uploaded tomorrow and it'll be specifically things that we learned or that we heard from NC State folks. But first, we've got to start this thing off with a lot of heavy hitting statements, some intentional, some accidental, some accidental on purpose, if you know what I'm saying, from Commissioner Jim Phillips about, uh, you know, what realignment looks like and how everything is moving in this new landscape of college football. So we've got all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. Our Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, folks, the first thing me and Brett talked about this a little bit on the last episode, and we talked about what the granite rights meant and how that thing looked pretty ironclad as far as schools getting out of it and whatnot, but. Commissioner Phillips must have been listening to us because he reiterated exactly how difficult this deal would be to get out of. Now, these are the words. Let me get the exact quote ready for you here that came straight from the mouth of Commissioner Phillips in terms of speaking about the grant of rights, as well as, you know, why it wouldn't make sense for teams to leave, per se. So you can follow the logic here, Phillips said, alluding to the uh, grant of rights deal. I would think that the significance of what that I would think that the significance of what that would mean, the television rights that the conference owns, as well as a nine-figure financial penalty, I think it holds, but your guess is as good as mine. Now, here's the thing that I want to get into with that. I knew that the the payout was going to be somewhere in the hundreds of millions or whatever the case may be uh, in terms of of what what it would take for somebody to leave the conference. However, they would still maintain the the TV rights as well. Oh boy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I I will tell you this again. We've talked about how realignment has been happening and how it's all about the money. It's all about the greenbacks, the dollars. It's it's about you know making sense with dollars and cents, right? I don't know a single university that can foot the bill of that. On top of the new conference not getting your TV rights right away and still being like, eh, it's cool. I mean, like things happen, you know, it's just kind of how life goes sometimes. And we're all right with that. That is absolute madness. I mean, boy, even if your argument was, you know, well, if it's only $120, $130 million payout and the ACC or the SEC and Big Ten are paying $40 million more than you recoup your money in, in four years and then you make off like a bandit for the rest, that part would make sense, but it's the be- it's the front end of that as far as the television rights that the conference owns. 
which was stated in this way in a very intentional manner, that's the part that's a little concerning because what what do you mean you got to pay out nine figures and ACC was still yeah yeah again I I said when this all first started I did not think that there was going to be a ton of movement right away and even if there were there were only a very limited very limited amount of teams that could move but after learning more about the uh, Granite rights after having folks read into it and and you know tell me what they're thinking and what they're seeing with that. Mm. I mean, listen, everybody's got really good lawyers, you know, and, and these teams are saying, well, I could make 30 million extra at this conference or this conference. And yet and still, we haven't heard a single announcement yet of anybody from the ACC moving on and moving out yet. We haven't. So with that in mind, I think that they, I think that everything is going to stay put for a little while. I think it is. Again, I don't I don't know anybody who's willing to give up the at least a uh, hundred some odd million. And then on top of that, still tell the conference that they're going to, Hey, listen, you know, we just got a few years of, of this conference having our TV rights, you know? So if you could help us foot this bill or something, I, I don't, I don't see how that works out. I don't see. And again, I've talked about them before and I hate to keep bringing them up, but the reality is Maryland is not a full uh, partner or fully getting shares in the big 10 and, and what they're doing. Neither is Rutgers. You gonna be partially shared in and having to pay all this money. Mm, mm. In the words of Frank Religion, it, I mean, in the words of Frank Ocean, if it brings me to my knees, it's a bad religion. Let me tell you, you you looking at it? It's folks are gonna be crying and throwing up without them pay cuts and at the rollbacks that they're gonna have to do as a university if that were to be the case. So again, I think that one of the biggest things that was established here is. Not necessarily for the sake of the university, because I believe the universities already knew this and uh, there wasn't too much doubt or anything there. But just from a fan perspective, just from folks listening, just from, you know, a media perspective for folks who who didn't uh, look deeply into it. I think that it just became more than clear that, you know, you're here to stay. You're here to stay. And so uh, with that being said, you know, Commissioner Phillips, again, he he had his opening address, said a lot of things that were. Uh, pretty meaningful there, but he also said he said some things that are pretty meaningful intentionally, like the the statement about the grant of rights. But he also said some things by mistake that were a little interesting. And again, was it a mistake or was it a mistake on purpose? Right? He he said something about yeah, the ACC, uh, all seventeen of our teams. When I wait a minute now, even if you count in Notre Dame, which again they're a member for all sports except football, you're. Uh, you're looking at 15. Who's the who's the other two? What's what's going on? Now, the math is simply not mathing. And so we're going to put some math together and try to figure out what's going on here. Because, again, I told you we were going to talk about what we knew first and, and then we'll get into what are the unknowns a little bit. But the reality is in knowing everything that we know about college football, about college sports, about what's happening in college sports right now. I said that the ACC was getting left behind in terms of staying the same and that even if they do expand, it would be tough for them to get a get as big as a Texas, an Oklahoma, a USC, even a UCLA. It would be tough. That's a tough uh, that's a tough string to pull there. It's a it's a tough act to follow in terms of who you want to get to join your conference. 
However, however, I think that this slip up by Phillips is um, it's kind of, you know, letting us know, hey, we we got some things. And oh, I don't, some of y'all might not like this. I, I'm, I don't think that the things up the sleeve are as big as other schools, but I'll tell you about some of the rumblings and all that that were going on there in just a second. But before we get into that, I've got to get into LinkedIn jobs as the sun comes out. And small businesses are back in business. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in 10 minutes uh, or in minutes, rather, on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So, folks, I think the the next thing that, that we need to get into a little bit, the next thing that we need to talk about in terms of uh, expansion is who could the teams be? Who could the teams be that are on the cusp and that are on the brink? Now, one team I'm sure y'all have heard a lot about that I also have heard uh, a lot of rumblings as far as, you know, they're, it's, it's pretty much uh, all over, but the shouting coming over is West Virginia. That's a team that I've, I've heard a lot about in terms of uh, them being here. But then the, the question pops out of, well, who's next? Who's the next domino to fall? Who's the next team? And I want y'all to learn something, or I want y'all to hear me and hear me well. I, I need y'all to read this caption if you are on YouTube, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it very loudly into the mic right now for you um, if you are listening on any of the audio-only platforms. Rule Notre Dame out of that race right now. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? Get it out of your head. Get it out of your mind. Get Listen, anything that has to do with a Golden Dome, with South Bend, Indiana, get it out of your mind. Do you understand me? They just signed in a deal that is annually granting them $75 million to stay with ABC. Why would they leave that? Explain it to me as if I am a fifth grader. Explain to me why Notre Dame would leave that. Please, I I would love, I would love, love, love to hear uh, why they would leave that deal. I Trust me, if, if anybody has any information on this, I would love to hear it. I would love to talk about uh, where this information is coming from. This is, listen, talk to me. Talk to me, okay? The thing that I'm hearing more than, than um, the thing that I'm hearing more than, Notre Dame joining a conference would be potentially the Big 12 or what's left of it joining uh, Notre Dame on NBC as a quote unquote sidekick. That's that's what I've heard. So this is, again, I could be wrong here. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I've been or actually, you know what? Let me let me correct that. Let me correct that. They have not already signed for the 75 million, but they're they're currently looking at that. 
They're currently looking at that. That's what Notre Dame is eyeballing and wants. And even still, even if they don't get it, they're currently getting 22 a year. Uh, that's going through 2025 to stay with NBC. If they come anywhere near that 75 mark, if they come anywhere near that, they're not, there There would be no reason. There would be no reason. So again, let me correct that. They have not already signed for the uh, 75 million. They have not received the 75 million, but that's what they're asking for. I think they're going to meet somewhere in the middle of 22 and 75. I think they're going to meet somewhere in the middle of that. Uh, but I am, I'm telling you right now, the the likelihood of them joining a conference, it's it's very slim. It's very, very slim. Unless NBC is talking some figures that just are like darn near a slap in the face. Again, this is slight retraction, slight editing here. They didn't sign a deal, but that's what they're looking for. That's what they're uh wanting in terms of in terms of their um in terms of their annual deal. But again, regardless of what you think, it's it's hard. You're going to be looking at a very, very tall task to say, oh, yeah, this is it's going to make sense that um, Notre Dame is going to join the conference right now. At least until 2025, we know that Notre Dame is staying put with NBC. And even beyond that, again, you're you're looking at a situation where you'd have to match that revenue from just the TV uh, deal alone before anything else gets involved just the tv alone you're gonna have to match that part so you know it's it's there there could be other complications going along with that and we have seen things like um the reality is notre dame has seen some not decline or yeah it's fair to say declining some declining viewership um their game against their game against Air Force in week six drew the lowest viewer rating in Notre Dame history with one and a half million dollars, uh, one and a half million viewers. But still, one and a half million viewers being extremely low is like, that's, again, that's a, a tall order. So NBC, I wouldn't be shocked if they did everything they could short of that 75 million to keep them, but they'll they'll be in that ballpark, which again, could Notre Dame eventually join the ACC full-time? Yes, absolutely. Let's let's not rule that out. But with that being said, are we expecting that anytime soon? Don't hold your breath, okay? Don't hold your breath. You know what I mean? The, the funerals are already it's, – it's too expensive in this economy to, to get buried, all right? Just live your life out and and hopefully, you you know, go on the glory in a, a much better spot uh, for your life. Now, who could the other teams be is the question, Right? If we're looking at 17, and we say we've already got 15, even if you throw in West Virginia at 16, who could the other teams be? I talked to folks. I pounded the pavement. I wanted to hear uh, what different folks had to say in terms of, you know, what could, how many, or what teams uh, could be in the race. And there was a lot of teams being thrown around. There were a ton. I mean, you know, you had everybody from, uh, the likes of a, a, a Memphis and, and things along that sort um, up through, you know, going to, going pretty, pretty far north. And I'm sorry, coming back to North Carolina in terms of like an app state or something like that. There were a lot of teams discussed and there were rumblings about a lot of teams, none of which seemed to be as substantiated as widespread and like 
folks had as much in terms of like, yeah, this seems to be uh, pretty much done as West Virginia. That seemed to be the, the one that was locked up. But who could the other teams be? I don't know. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I do. I would love to hear uh, some of you all in the comments and, and on Twitter and all that. Talk to me. Tell me who you think the team could be. And, you know, anybody who who follows this show, who comments regularly and all that, they'll tell you I'm very responsive. I love to have the conversations, the back and forth of uh, what should happen here. But who could the other teams be? That is an absolutely excellent question. But I think it, it kind of segues into the next question, which I think is a, a slightly bigger and more important question in terms of what another thing Commissioner Phillips said. All the options are on the table in terms of closing the revenue gap. What are the options? Like what, realistically, what are the things that the teams in the ACC could do to functionally close that gap? Or the ACC is a conference. What is it that the ACC could do to close that gap? Because we all know the biggest thing, the largest chunk of all of this, beyond ticket sales, beyond, you know, all that, it's always going to be the media rights deal. And the, the same thing that is holding the conference together is also kind of holding the conference hostage in that way that what, what are you going to do? We know there's not – nobody should be expecting that um, gap to be bridged between what the ACC payouts are expected to be and what the SEC and Big Ten payouts are supposed to be. That's that's not logical. That's not common sense. You're You're violating on a lot of levels if that's your belief, but I genuinely am curious. I would have loved to have like a a 20 minute sit down in terms of like, okay, so other options are on the table. You don't have to tell me all of them. You don't have to, you know, just, just let me in on a few of them in terms of what are things that the ACC is looking at in terms of um, closing that revenue gap. What's what could potentially be on the table? Because again, the TV deal is the biggest part of it, but where else would the revenue come from? Like what's what's going on in terms of, of that to say, like, even if you were to say, hey, everybody at everybody who works for the ACC takes like a significant pay cut and that all goes to the university. That would not be much to the universities. Realistically, that would not be much at all. So what are you looking at in terms of, hey, we're going to generate new revenue we're going to find new revenue streams to close this gap. Where could that potentially be? You've already got your, um, all, of course, all of the bowl games and all that and all of the, the relationships there. You've already got the the conference championship being sponsored by um, all of these different brands and all that. So what what more can happen here? This is a very interesting question, and, and I'm betting that the, the answer is even more interesting. And if you're a better net, net continues to be the number one for all sporting needs. Bet online is the best place to get the latest and most recent odds and trends for all of your sports betting action. Bet online not only has uh, Bet online not only has a mobile feature where you can. Go online via your mobile device to learn more about the action, but it's all also available on your browser. So find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, and the NFL, NBA, NHL, and combat sports. Even esports and golf are included. You name it, they've probably got some action going on on it. 
So go to Bet Online where the game starts. So, folks, we're about to land this thing. But long story short, I think that we're we're in a, a very interesting place in time as a conference. And in the next episode, we will be touching on uh, the things that we learned specifically about NC State or the things that we learned specifically from um, the combination of players and coaches who were there. It was Dave Dorn, Devin Leary, Isaiah Moore, and Drake Thomas. And so we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that they said that were pretty interesting and, and some of the things that, again, we learned that it kind of made you go, hmm, really? That can't be true. That feels like it's not true, but it is. With the season coming up, with as many expectations and as high of hopes and rally as we've seen in quite some time for any of our uh, three teams that have gone through this, um, the, the conference championship drought, it's we're, we're in for a great episode. So stick around for that episode of Locked on Wolfpack. But thank you all so very much for coming out with this one. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. Our Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 